So some of you know this already, and a few of you were there. But on the day 10 years ago, almost to today, that Wellsprings launched officially as a spiritual community, this room, this is back when we were at only one service year round, this room was packed to the gills. Every single seat was filled and standing up here after a year and a half gestation process with me and uh, the other folks who were responsible for bringing Wellsprings into being. I thought, oh, we have arrived. More than 200, well over more than 200 people here that first Sunday. And then the next Sunday, 100-ish people. And the Sunday after that, 80-ish People And the Sunday after that, 75-ish people. And the Sunday after that, 60, all the way down to 50. Some of you recall, we were not an overnight success. Some of you remember, and a few of you were there, when after talking with Andy and Harry, guys, we've been at this for 10 years, and it's unbelievable, we decided that, you know what, we had amazing musicians and we really needed a song leader who could kind of gather up the energy. And so in kind of a half court shot behind my back, I asked my wife who had been involved in musical theater many years before and had only been dabbling with the band a little bit, if she would maybe be our music leader this Sunday, trying out a way of worship that would help us grow. And so we picked some songs with which she was, she was not familiar and like me, uh, today, she was uh, getting over a cold, and it didn't go as well as we would have hoped. And after the third or fourth song, seated right there in those two seats we were together, she came down off the stage. I remember the, the, the congregation applauded, as we like to do, because we like to celebrate here at Wellsprings, but I think they really were applauding for her. It's kind of like, you can do it. It's okay. We love you anyway. And she, she put her head right on my shoulder. I thought, oh, this is a tender moment. And she whispered to me, never make me do that again. <laughs> and choosing to be a, a, a wiser husband than an aspirant minister, I said, okay, it's whatever you want, babe, whatever you want. <laughs> Thankfully, she gave it a second try. And the next story, I don't think any of you know about, it was a couple months after that, when we were just barely starting to get our kind of worship legs underneath us, and you could see the incipient beginning nature of what we share up here amazingly every Sunday now. And there was a newcomer to the congregation who had been recommended, Wellsprings had been recommended to them by someone who was a part of the congregation. And as I often do, I checked in with this person after the service. I asked, how was your experience? And she gave me this look that, you know, if there was a soundtrack to it, it would have been. <laughs> she said, I, I did not get what I was seeking today. Yeah, oh, but, you know, I'm a professional. Self-differentiated, non-anxious. And I said, well, what, what were you seeking today? And she said, something like this guy. <laughs> That's Joel Osteen. He was like mega pastor of all mega pastors. 
And I don't want his theology at all. I think it's kind of a rotten theology. I don't think it does much good. Uh, but as the minister of a congregation who at that point, um, the attendance that we had was between 0.1 and 0.2% of who shows up for Joel Osteen's church every single Sunday, <laughs> we were not an overnight success. And around that time, I want to say late spring, early summer, I was having a conversation with Jim Riley. Some of you know Jim. On our planting team, that group of us who brought Wellsprings into being. You also can't miss Jim because he is by far the tallest person here. He's like 6'8 or 6'9. Jim also runs a research lab. And I don't know if he was referring to science or referring to spiritual community. But he said something that I absolutely needed to hear. He said it takes an awful lot of failures before you can have a successful experiment. It's been said a lot of different ways, but that day was perfect, and I needed it. So here's the personal part of my chargeful living today that I want to share with you, and that I absolutely owe gratitude to all of you, whether this is your first day here at Wellsprings or whether you were here with us on the first day of Wellsprings. Some of you know that within six weeks of me getting boots on the ground here at Wellsprings in August of 2005, I decided I had to get sober as well, too. Because there wasn't enough change or challenge in my life. And at this point, I'm telling this story with Jim, I had about a year and three quarters sobriety. I was pretty good in my recovery. I'd let go of those behaviors which are no longer serving me, which meant that I had an opportunity (laughs) to get in touch with all the stuff that all that behavior was about. All the fear, all the sense of inadequacy. All that sense that if I failed, it meant automatically that I was a failure. So my friends, it was this ministry that gave me the gift of opening up the space and breaking that chain between believing if I was involved in something that wasn't doing well, it was entirely my fault, and I was a failure. You helped me break that connection. You helped me deepen my recovery, and I will be forever, forever grateful to you. So that's the personal part I wanted to share with you. What Jim said, what I love about what he said all those years ago, is that when I came out today to share this creation story of Wellsprings, these three stories of failure, (laughs) you know, really, the, the, the best creation story doesn't begin with long ago and far away. The best creation story begins with right here and right now. Because what was true back then has made Wellsprings growth true to this day. That willingness to fail, that willingness to try new things, that willingness to grow. We heard it from Liz this morning when she talked about taking these steps to find her voice at this time in our country's life when it is so important with those of us who want to stand for love and justice and compassion, raise our voices together. When we take the risks, and I know so many of you do, of opening that space for finding a spiritual practice that works for you so you connect it to your own heart and your own soul and you recognize in the process of that, that is not just all sunshine and rainbows in here, is it? There's some dragons as well. And that takes risks and courage and heart. And for all the times, and I think this marks Wellsprings more than anything else, that each of you have taken the step towards the other and at times towards me and at times towards Reverend Lee and moved beyond that superficiality that it's so easy to stay stuck in 
especially in a place like Chester County, and risk to show our true faces to each other, the authentic source of our being, even if it's vulnerable, even if it's scary. That creation story is not then. That creation story is now. Every time we take a risk, every time we face our fears, every time we risk failure, we also get something else even better which is the promise fulfilled of our capacity to grow and flourish in this life. The creation story of Wellsprings is not finished. We're creating it here today. I want to thank you for this ministry that has been such a privilege and a blessing to me and for me. Happy birthday, Wellsprings.